morning and welcome in the name of Jesus. Today is the 16th Sunday after Pentecost. And, and all of our texts this morning deal with forgiveness. And, and more, um, it's more clarity that you and I have to forgive those who have sinned against us, those who have hurt us. And our sermon text is going to be on Genesis chapter 50, our Old Testament lesson. And that kind of narrows the whole thing down to somebody who has maliciously hurt you. And that we have to forgive them too. And probably most of us in our life have some form of that. So we pray as we, we hear God's words through the hymns and the songs that we sing this morning, through our liturgy, uh, most certainly through the body and blood of Christ that we receive for forgiveness and strength, that our faith is strengthened, and that we do feel and, and that God indeed has already forgiven us of all our sins, and he empowers you and me to forgive others. Let's begin by singing, Today Your Mercy Calls Us, hymn number 915. Please rise. We also welcome today all those who are online watching and participating with us this morning. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Shout for joy to God, God all the earth. Sing the name of the glory of his name. Give it to him glorious grace. 
Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. Come and see what God has done. Bless our God, O peoples. Let us now confess our sin to God, our merciful Father. O most gracious God. God is indeed gracious and merciful and hears our supplications. By the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, as his called and ordained servant, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Sing our song of praise, shout to the Lord.
143. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my pleas for mercy. Enter not into judgment with your servant. Deliver me from my enemies, O Lord. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, our refuge and strength, the author of all godliness, hear the devout prayers of your church, especially in times of persecution, and grant that what we ask in faith we may obtain. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. You'll hear the theme of forgiveness, as Pastor mentioned earlier. The Old Testament reading is found in Genesis chapter 50, verses 15 to 21. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, It may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil that we did to him. So they sent a message to Joseph, saying, Your father gave his command before he died. Say to Joseph, please forgive the transgression of your brothers and their sin because they did evil to you. And now please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we are your servants. But Joseph said to them, Do not fear. For I am in the place of God. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. This is the word of the Lord. We'll sing hymn 790.
The epistle for today is found in Romans chapter 14, verses 1 through 12. As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains, and let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the service of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. Well, the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself, and none of us dies to himself. If we live, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to this end... Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. 
For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. This is the word of the Lord. Fear the Lord, for you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. Hallelujah. If you forgive others their trespasses, Please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 18th chapter. Peter came up and said to Jesus, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy times seven. Therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of that servant released him and forgave him the debt. But when the same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, and seizing him, he began to choke him, saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servants fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt. But because you pleaded with me, and should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Do you have any children this morning? Would like to come up for the children's message? That was a joyful skip. More. Great. You all know what this is, right? It's a ball. You guys play catch with the ball? Want to play catch now? No? Okay. We won't play catch then. But I will tell you about the story. So I, my, 
I call him my brother, John. He's my best friend. And we've known each other since we were like, well, you guys this size. We used to play catch in his backyard. And we used to play baseball. So we played with the baseball. We had a glove on it. And we'd throw. And we'd get throw it harder and harder. And one time he threw it and hit me right in the head with the ball. Did you laugh? <laughs> oh, thanks, Jane. Um, and it hurt. So what I did is I took it and I threw it really hard back at him. And I hit him in the head. And this went on for a while, a while back and forth. And finally, but we kept catching the ball with our gloves after that. Now, that was a long time ago. We forgave each other, we hugged each other, and all was great. But those things happen, right? Sometimes we hurt somebody without even planning to hurt somebody. Right? But that still hurts them. And so sometimes when we do that, we like, I didn't do anything. Do you ever do that? Like when your sisters here starts crying because you did something, do you ever say, Mom, I didn't do anything. I don't know why she's crying. You always tell the truth. I am so pleased. You're so much better than me. <laughs> See, I had three sisters, and I used to pick on them. Well, I used to pick on me all the time, but when I got a little bit bigger, I picked on them. But I, I told my parents, I never did that. So, yeah. so but... They, my parents always knew, and so I had to go confess my sins. And that's what this is about. This is today's lessons that you guys listen to. is all about sinning, confessing, and forgiving. So sinning is what? When we do something bad, when we do something wrong, right? Especially when we do it against God, or what God tells us to do, right? That's called a sin. What's Confession. So confession is when I own up for doing that thing I wasn't supposed to do. And, and there's two forms of it. One is we confess to God. We say, God, forgive me, for I have sinned. I hit my sister today. Right? That would be a sin, right? Since you're all sisters, say yes. Okay, good. I'll check with moms later. Right? And then the second thing is, is let's say you hit your sister. Right? You're not supposed to do that, right? No, good, okay. So then that confession, and this is what our readings were about, is you go to her and say, I am sorry for hitting you. Please forgive me. Right? Okay, do you ever do that? Good, good. You guys ever get mad and then forgive each other? Awesome, right? And so that's, that's what these lessons are all about, is that when we do that, is to, is to make sure, okay, okay, own up for the mistake we made. It might mean you get punished, right? Like if you did something you do, mom and dad might say, okay, you're grounded for 10,000 weeks. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, how about two days? Is that better? Okay, all right. Uh, I kind of like the 1,000 weeks though, no? Yeah, okay. Um, and, and, and so there's still those penalties here. But the good news is, is that we then, when somebody confesses to us, we forgive them back, right? So if you hurt each other, your sisters, right? And you, you ask for forgiveness, we don't go stomping off and say no, right? Because God says forgive. And so we forgive them. Even if we think they don't mean it, right? You still forgive them. Because that's what God does for you and me. That's why Jesus died for us. And then rose for us so we would know that for sure. Okay?
Let's pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, help me to confess my sins to you and to the person I hurt. Also, help me to forgive those who have hurt me, even if they haven't asked for forgiveness. In Jesus' name, Amen. So this morning, before we sing the, the hymn of the day, we're going to actually do our, our, um, our statement of faith, but we're going to do just the second article of the Apostles' Creed, and we're going to use the Lutheran Catechism to help us get through it. So it'll be on the screen for you. So in the second article of the Creed, we confess Jesus to be Savior, the one who fulfills God's promises and brings us forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation. What does this mean? We sing in Christ alone.
grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Again, our text this morning comes from Genesis chapter 50, verses 15 to 21. Sometimes it's very difficult to forgive someone who hurts you badly. We're, we're tempted to respond with avoidance or hate or even revenge. A coworker might take credit for the work that you have done, and it puts you in a bad light with your boss. Later, that same coworker struggles hopelessly with a project that's due tomorrow. What do you do? Or how about a fellow student bullies you mercifully, and later he accuses you, or he's accused of cheating on a test, but you know that he's completely innocent. What do you do? Your sister talks to an age, your aging mom and, and asks her for a precious family heirloom that she knows that your mom promised to you. Then she sells it. Many years later, she comes to you because she needs help with groceries for her family. What do you do? Forgiving others who've hurt or offended you badly is an unnatural response to unbelievers. And it's often difficult for Christians. The world tells us, don't get mad, get even. Yet, the Genesis narrative of Joseph and his brothers helps us understand why and how you and I can forgive those who have hurt us, even intentionally. Our text today is actually the very end of a long, long story. Don't worry, I'm not going to preach long, long, long. Maybe. Um, and so I'm going to go back to, to the 13th chapter of Genesis, just in case you've forgotten the whole story, or maybe you've never heard the story. So it's back in, in Genesis chapter 13, and, and Joseph is born. He's the 11th of 12 brothers, and he is the most beloved of his father, Jacob. Jacob gives him this beautiful color coat. You may know it as a coat of many colors. But Joseph also had this ability to tell, to tell or to have dreams and to understand dreams. And so he, he told a story to his brothers that got them a little angry because it has them bowing to Joseph. And so his brothers began to hate him and to envy him. Joseph's father asked him to spy on his brothers. And so his brothers conspired to kill him and to throw him down a pit. But instead of killing him, they decided they would sell him into slavery. And he was taken to Egypt, where he was sold to Potiphar. Potiphar was the captain of the Pharaoh's, Pharaoh's bodyguard, bodyguards. Now, his, Joseph's brothers went back to their father, and they had put goat's blood all over his beautiful coat, and told him that a wild animal had eaten Joseph. And, jo and Jacob grieved greatly for his son. Meanwhile, in Egypt, God was with Joseph as he served Potiphar. Potiphar's, but Potiphar's wife was very attracted to Joseph and often tried to seduce him. And once while alone with her, she tried to seduce him, and he ran away but left his coat 
with her. So she was really upset. She tells her husband that, Jacob, that Joseph tried to uh, rape her. And so Potiphar gets angry and throws Joseph in, in jail. So Joseph, while in jail, interprets dreams for Pharaoh's cupbearer and baker. That came true. And, and Pharaoh had a very, was having a difficult time, and, and then the cupbearer, who had forgotten all about Joseph, remembered that Joseph could tell what the meaning of dreams were. And so Joseph comes up, and the Pharaoh asked Joseph to interpret his dream, because earlier he had others who kept trying to interpret it, and nothing was working. And simply what Joseph said was, seven coming years of good crops to be followed by seven years of famine. Well, Pharaoh then chose Joseph to oversee the 14-year plan to collect and to save and to sell the grain. Well, back in Canaan, where Jacob and, and Joseph's brothers were, they also were lacking of food because of famine. And so Jacob sent the 10 brothers to Egypt to see if they could maybe get some help. Well, they did not recognize Joseph, but Joseph recognized them but, and sent him back to um, get his father and his um, youngest brother and bring them all back together. Verse 15 of our text says this, when that happened, it says, when Joseph's brother saw that their father was, was dead, it may be that Joseph would hate them. So this, this is what their thought was. Well, this is verse 15. That's where our text started. So they, the brothers, when they finally realized who Joseph was, were a little afraid. But they lived in harmony for 20 years because the brothers felt that Jacob would take care of them, the father, and protect them. Sometimes, for you and I, we have situations that are really very similar to Jacob, to Joseph and his brothers. We have brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers, and things happen. And we don't deal with it very well. Sometimes instead of talking to our families and our, and our relationships, we just simply have the idea that past hurts and sins will just go away if we don't ever bring them up again. They're never actually confessed. They're never forgiven. They're just simply forgotten. But usually that only lasts for a while. But if a topic ever comes up later again, um, what it does, it tears off that unhealed scab from the original sin. And the bleeding starts again, and it's as bad as it was back in the beginning. Nothing was healed. Nothing was changed. And instead of genuinely forgiving others, we sometimes just say, that's okay, don't worry about it. Here, let's go get a cup of coffee. But that doesn't actually heal the hurt or the relationship. Real confession and forgiveness need to take place. But for the 10 brothers to save their own skin, the brothers made up a story when their father died. They said, they went to Joseph and said, uh, Father Jacob said, please forgive the transgressions of your brothers 
and their sin because they did evil to you. And now please forgive the transgressions of the servants of the God of your father. Verse 16 and 17 of our text. The problem is, did Jacob actually say that? Did, they actually, did he actually make a request of the brothers to Joseph? Joseph was at Jacob's deathbed. And he heard whatever Jacob's final words were. But the timing here, I think, is a little bit convenient. And knowing the history of the brothers' deceit, this is probably just a desperate attempt to save their lives. When you and I confess our sins to God and to one another and hear the words, I forgive you, we know that the sins are truly gone. Baking a cake for someone who has hurt you is a nice gesture, but it doesn't clearly articulate the wrong or declare forgiveness. We can't make up for some sin by doing something nice in return to the individual or even trying to do it nice to God. Because that's simply bribery. Hearing the words of absolution, as we heard this morning, as well as remembering our baptism and receiving Christ's body and blood, which we will do shortly, for the forgiveness of sins is hearing the voice of God loud and clear that we've been forgiven by God through the sacrifice, the cross of our Savior Jesus. There, are, in many families, there are siblings who have never spoken, or haven't spoken for decades. Maybe some of you, and often it's due to some failing out of that's never ever been resolved. Children abused by adults often live with the physical or mental scars because they've never confronted them about their hurts, which could lead to a confession, absolution, and even closure. After the brothers sent the request that Joseph forgive them, Joseph wept, and they spoke to him, verse 17. Joseph was deeply hurt that his brothers still thought he might want to hurt them. Joseph had forgiven his brothers long ago and wasn't under a burden of hate or revenge. And although his brothers didn't sound too repentant, Joseph forgave them anywhere. After the message was brought to Joseph, verse 18 says, his brothers also came and fell down before him and said, behold, we are your servants. Now, if any of you know the complete story of, of Joseph and his dreams, one of the dreams that got his brothers upset at him might just have been deja vu for them. For many years ago, God had given Joseph a dream that they, his brothers, would bow down before him, and now it was happening. But Joseph didn't want servants who would fear him. He wanted brothers who would love him. So Joseph says to him in verse 19, do not fear, for am I in the place of God? As the Lord's parable in today's gospel tells us, we can and must forgive the debt of anyone who hurts us because we are the servants who have had many great deeds forgiven by our master. Joseph saw God's hand for good in the many years of hurt that he endured. God turns evil around to make good come from it, always for God's mysterious and his divine purposes. Paul echoes that in Romans 8, verse 28, when he says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good 
and for those who are called according to his purpose. Those who hated and killed Jesus meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. The saving of your soul, my soul, many, many souls. And the evil that was done to Jesus, his persecution, his unjust treatment, thrown into a pit, for huma- a pit of humanity, having his clothes taken away, left in the prison of the grave for two days and emerging alive on the third. It was all part of God's greater plan of ultimate good for you and for me. Our sins are no more. As Joseph speaks tenderly to his brothers, so does Jesus speak to us today. He says what Joseph said in verse 21. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. As Jesus' brothers and sisters, you and I can forgive too. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, may we too step up and forgive those who have hurt us in any way. Give them the gift of our forgiveness and yours. In Jesus' name, amen. We sing the song of the day by faith.
Please rise. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. We pray for the church, that God's people live confidently and joyfully, share the message of salvation in word and deed. Grant that humility and mutual service be the hallmarks of our lives together. We pray for the nations of the world, that the presence of Christ be experienced everywhere around the globe, and that the gospel may have free course in every land. We bless you for the dedicated services of missionaries and deployed church workers in so many places around the globe. Grant that their service may meet with success and be filled with joy. We pray for our families and for those who share in our Christian fellowship and join with us in, in worship. Grant that we be always ready to listen to others and to grant our forgiveness when it is needed. 
As we live in community together, grant that we never take others for granted, but rather that we encourage the labors in which we work together to glory, to the glory of God. We pray for those with special concerns and needs this day, those who are hospitalized or shut in, those who are grieving at this time, the unemployed, the underemployed, the chronically ill, and those whose needs are known and not known to us, especially today, Barbara Merriman and Linda Miller, Krista Floyd, Joan Walker, the family of Nan Martin and Jaden. Grant that we bring your blessings to situations of need in all places, even when that service requires devotion and sacrifice on our part. Merciful God, we thank you for all those faithful people whose words and actions have guided us in the past, especially remembering those no longer with us on earth who now share in your eternal presence. We thank you for the times when forgiveness offered by others has, has blessed and sustained us. By the working of your Holy Spirit, direct us to walk your servant's way throughout our lives until that day when we stand in your glorious presence in heaven. Amen. Please be seated as, as we receive our offerings, and please put your communion card and attendance card in the offering plate.
Please rise. Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Lord our God, for you have called us as your people and have shown us your kindness. Confident of your love and assured of your mercy, we come before you asking that we may receive your blessings with heartfelt thanksgiving. Pour out upon us the gift of your Holy Spirit and grant that we receive the body and blood of our Lord as a guarantee of our salvation and a foretaste of the feast to come in your eternal kingdom. To you alone, O Father, be our glory, honor, and praise together with the Son and the Holy Spirit now and forever. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of all creation, for you have had mercy on us and given your only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but, but have eternal life. As our comforter and guide, send us your Holy Spirit, the Spirit who brings to life the power of Jesus Christ. Bless us with your children, your children so that all we who partake of Christ's holy body and precious blood may be filled with your heavenly peace and joy so that we may live in the hope of an eternity gathered around your heavenly table. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. now the peace of the Lord be with you always. Please be seated.
Please rise. Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that we have received with our lips, we may keep with pure hearts, and that through the gift imparted to us in this present life, we be guided in ways of peace and may hereafter receive life everlasting. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Go out into the world in peace. Have courage. Hold to what is good. Return no person evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor all people. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless you. Amen. We sing our closing song, Shine, Jesus, Shine.
Amen. Please be seated. Do we have any announcements this morning? Hey, Doreen and Dave? Oh, lots of announcements. Whoever gets to the mic first, go. I'll be very quick. I just want to let everybody know that September 29th, it's a Friday evening, we are holding our annual open house for our Early Learning Center. Uh, and we encourage everybody to come. Just come and visit our classrooms, meet our teachers, and support your school. Thanks. Thanks, Dory. Mark your calendars. Please come. Good morning. This Tuesday is our caring outreach meeting. We meet every third Tuesday of the month at 5.30, and every one of you are invited. Uh, we get together to try to figure out how we can spread the word, how we can encourage each other, and please come, 5.30 Tuesday. Thanks, Stephanie. Well, the Trinity Gardeners are going to regroup. We're inviting all of you, even if you're not a Trinity Gardener, if you're interested, to come to a luncheon on September 27th in our fellowship hall. Sandra Clark and I are going to do lunch for all of us, and we're looking for all of you to share some ideas, to provide you with some updated information about what's been going on around the church properties, and do some planning for this next year. So fall is a great time to kick this off. We hope to see all of you and come to join us. Thank you. Thanks, Andy. Good morning, I'm Carrie Link. And um, shine, Jesus, shine. When we sang that song, until you've gone to an LWML convention, you don't realize how cool that song is. With 500 women with their cell phones up at night singing that song, it's just, it's just awesome. Um, anyway, we are having an, a meeting today, the Lutheran women, at noon. Is that correct, Linda? Yes? Are we having lunch? Yes. All women are invited to lunch today at noon for our LWML fellowship and meeting. Thanks, Gary. Save the shortest one for last. So just quickly, it's just a reminder. I want to remind everybody we have the flower chart. It's in the coffee shop. And we've got some openings in there for weeks upcoming over the next uh, three months. So if you get a chance and you've got a special occasion that you want to celebrate, please sign up on the flower chart. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Um, last announcement, I think. So today starts a new Bible study on the book of Revelation. And so that's in about 13, 14 minutes. 15, 17 minutes. Thank you. I can't, I can't add 17 minutes. Thank you. So rush and get your coffee, your tea, water, whatever it may be. And please, all of you attend. And if you can't attend today, we're doing it again on Thursday at 7 p.m. Wednesday. Jane, could you check my calendar, please? <laughs> yes, dear. Sandy, what time is your garden meeting? What time is the garden meeting? 12.30. 12.30. Okay. Thanks. 
Uh, uh, 12 o'clock, noon. Yeah, yeah, after Bible study. Okay, got it. All right. Hi, I'm Pastor Brian. <laughs> Do not know who I am right now. <laughs> Let me meet you at the door. My wife's saying, we got to go, got to go, got to get things going. Uh, thank you for all being here. Um, you know, we had some, some great hymns and some wonderful contemporary music, and they all had a message. And if you notice, they all had the same message. Go. Share Christ. Forgive. Be forgiven. It, it's all about lifting Jesus high. And that's in our daily lives. So as you go today, uh, we do hope you, st- you stay. Chat a little while and then stay a little bit longer if you're able to. Um, but when you go out there, make sure the Lord shines through you. And yeah, I know. Hour and a half today. Let's go in peace and serve the Lord. <laughs>